Hi everybody and welcome back to the Jess Lewis Show. This is episode 11. So I just had a huge epiphany with the technical nature of recording a podcast. The past couple of podcasts, this audio has kind of sucked and I've had to try my hand at editing and I realized it's because I actually am using my podcast mic but didn't have my system settings set so that the input for the audio was my mic, so it was grabbing the audio all the way from my headset mic that is laying on my desk. So obviously today's audio is going to be much better. Lord, that was a cluster. Okay, anyways, moving on to the topic at hand. So we are at episode 11. I kind of sat at my desk for a few minutes today trying to figure out what I was going to talk about and I'm not feeling very pulled toward any certain topic. You know, usually there's something on my mind that I want to talk about, but there's nothing, you know, no certain life topic that's seeming very pressing in my thoughts. But what did come to mind was talking to you guys a little bit about why I went from fitness to farming. Now, let me talk about farming first. We all know that this is the very infancy of my farming journey. We have a flock of 15 baby chicks and a very newbie pathetic garden, but the end goal is to have our own little mini farm. So why did I leave fitness and how the heck did I get to farming from being in the fitness industry for most of my life? Now, originally when I was going to talk about this, I was going to kind of take it from the approach of why did I leave the fitness industry? And we're going to touch on that a little bit. And I'm not really sure where this whole entire conversation is going to go, but I just wanted to kind of, you know, ramble a bit and tell you about my journey from fitness to farming. Kind of piggybacks off last week's episodes of episode of my journey to homesteading and just kind of how it's crazy where life will take you. So it's an extension of that conversation, I guess. So I think in previous podcasts, I've talked a bit about my background, my journey, where I've been and where I am now, but just to give you the cliff notes synopsis of my life, my work experience, all of that to where I am now, here we go, bullet point. I went to undergrad for criminal justice and psychology. I thought I was going to work in the criminal justice system, maybe in probation or something like that. I always used to say I wanted to help bad kids, whatever that means. Then I went on to get my master's in clinical psychology. And at that point I was going to, I thought, you know, again, work in the clinical field of psychology, which I did for about five or so years and focused on um, a variety of subjects there, or a variety of parts of that field. I am not very good with words today um, from working with people that had general anxiety, depression, family issues, things like that. I did do a lot of work in eating disorders and body image and things like that. And then went in from there to life coaching, fitness, all of that. And that kind of brought me to where I am today. So it seems again, like very weird leaps. I mean, I spent my college education in over probably a hundred thousand dollars in student loan debt, which is now paid off. Um, to get my degree in psychology and then worked in that field for five years and then leaped over to the fitness industry. And a lot of people thought like, you're insane. Why would you go to school for six years, work in the field and then jump into the fitness industry? And while it seemed really odd, um, that jump, it made sense to me because I really felt compelled to kind of mend the, blend the two worlds of mind, like physical and mental health 
into one. And I, I believe now that I'm saying this, I'm pretty sure I talked about this in a previous episode. So that's kind of what took me from fitness into, or sorry, from mental health psychology into fitness. And I never really approached fitness from the mainstream fitness model, or at least didn't do it that way for very long. I very much so approached it from a human behavior aspect, um, and wanted to not just help people get in shape, but truly improve and transform their lives and use my psychological education and training and background to to do that in a fitness world. So then how in the heck and why did I leave fitness and then go on this journey to having a little mini farm? So fitness, I was in the fitness industry for over 15 years. When I first dove into the fitness industry, it was a very traditional entry into the industry. I got a quick certification. I was working for a small community gym. I was doing personal training and teaching fitness classes, and I really loved it. I still really love um, moving my body, helping people get strong and fit and feel better and move better. I really do enjoy that. I've enjoyed that since I was a kid. If I think back to when I was little, I have vivid memories of, you know, getting the local kids and my neighbor, you know, hood friends together and um, organizing like obstacle courses and races and things like that. So this coaching thing has always been, I think, part of who I am. So I think getting into this kind of helping profession in different ways has always been just in my nature. So, um, I really enjoyed that. And then the more I got into the fitness industry, I realized that I really enjoyed the strength training aspects of it. I did do, and then I, in college found boxing and I was an amateur boxer for a while. So when I opened my gym, I partnered for a while, then I opened my own gym and I felt, you know, I used boxing as the vehicle to kind of promote my message of empowering people to live the healthiest life they can and did that through the vehicle of boxing, empowering people to be strong and confident and independent and all of that. So I did that for many years and again, had my own gym, went from having a very small studio space and I feel like if you've listened to my other episodes, I'm probably repeating myself, had a business partner uh, for a while and co-owned a boxing gym that was co-ed then moved into having my own uh, women's only boxing gym. And then at the end of my fitness career-ish, I had transformed my gym into a co-ed strength training facility, mostly focused on kettlebells. So that was, again, that's talked about a little bit before, but that's just kind of to give you a picture there. So fitness, coaching, all of that has always been, I think, ingrained in who I am. I really like moving my body. I like feeling strong. And I like, again, showing others how to do the same thing. So it felt natural. And I spent the large part of my adult years, I'm going to be 40 next month, doing that, invested in helping others, you know, helping build people up, helping challenge them, helping making them stronger, all of that stuff that was literally, I would tell people, I felt like I was put on this planet to do that work. It felt like my purpose in life. It didn't feel difficult from a skill standpoint. It was again, this innate thing I felt born to do in the skill set, while developed through education, training experience also felt very natural. So how why? So we'll talk a little bit about why I left. Um, running your own business and being a coach is fantastic. It's amazing. I, I love running my own business. I still do it today. Um, and I love coaching people. I love supporting people on their journey and helping them improve their lives in all areas of their life. 
But with the amazingness of that also comes the extreme um, challenge of it in the fact that it becomes, it is a tiring thing. If you're in a helping profession, whether you are a, um, a psychotherapist, a social worker, a um, nurse, anything, I'm missing the thousands of other helping professions that there are, but being in a helping profession is very much so your energy, effort, time, brain power is focused on other people. And I spent, again, the large part of my adult life and my career focused on helping other people. Now, there are some people in the helping profession that really have a hard time going, okay, I'm done with work today. I don't need to think about my clients, whatever. That was never a struggle for me, even when I was a psychotherapist and working with people that were struggling with some serious issues. I was very good at keeping my not feeling emotionally drained as far as taking on other people's emotions that I was working with. So that wasn't the draining aspect. It's more, again, giving, right? Giving of yourself and giving your brain power, listening and listening on a level that goes beyond just acknowledging what somebody said, but really trying to hear things beyond the words they're saying, make connections, help them asking challenging questions. All of that takes a lot of brain power um, and it's whether you're doing it obviously in a psychotherapy one-on-one -on -one room or you're doing it one-on-one -on -one with, with a coaching client, whether you're personal training them or helping them um, with life coaching stuff, or you're doing, you're managing a large group of people and you're constantly on and you're making sure everybody's safe and you're keeping an eye on things, keeping the group dynamics going, keeping the energy right, attending to a lot of people. It's a skill that I have, and I'm very appreciative that I have this skill. Um, again, partly developed over time and partly, I think, just natural. Regardless of the fact that I have it, it's tiring. And after spending over 15, I mean, probably more like 17, 20 years, constantly being on, constantly being um, focused on other people and helping them, I got to the point where I was feeling incredibly burnt out. And I think I was approaching a point where instead of that fire that drove me to go to work every day and it didn't even feel like a job and it felt like I would just go. I would do, I would do my thing and this is what I was meant to do and it just, I would keep trucking along. It started to feel like I wasn't going to be able to serve my clients as well anymore because I was feeling pretty burnt out. So that was part of it. And the thing I started to notice in the fitness industry and running my gym as long as I had is a few things. One is that I started to feel like fitness wasn't the answer. People were coming to fitness to solve a variety of problems. Obviously the surface level major one for most people is some kind of health issue or feeling um, unhappy with their weight. Right, so that's what drives most people to fitness is to correct this problem of not liking how they look, not liking how they feel, or having a serious health issue that they need to remedy by increasing their exercise routine, building an exercise routine, increasing their daily activity, whatever. So there's that. But then on top of that, I think also people come to fitness under the guise of wanting to lose weight or wanting to be healthier, but truly there's a lot of times deeper issues going on, self-esteem issues, self-worth issues, relationship issues at home, challenges from your past. There's some deep, again, because I have a psychology background, there's some deeper psychological issues sometimes for some people, not everybody, that brings them to fitness. And 
it's almost as if I was realizing over time, people were trying to solve problems that went deeper than getting in your workout a couple times a week with exercise. So now again, I have a background to deal with those things, but this wasn't the right venue to deal with that. You're not as a trainer, even trained in the ability to do counseling. This is not right. You don't do counseling with people that you're personal training or even life coaching. Those are two different things. So I started to see that, um, you know, I definitely felt like I was helping people, um, and getting good feedback from clients and customers saying that, you know, how much my gym, the community, my coaching had helped people feel better about themselves, build confidence and build physical strength. Um, but then there's also the fact that a lot of people were still struggling with a lot of the same issues that brought them in. Maybe they weren't um, getting to a healthy weight. They weren't improving their health. And what I started to realize towards the end of my journey of owning a gym is fitness is great and fitness can really help people in a lot of ways. But the true, I feel like the true, um, the bigger piece, I'm sorry, the bigger piece of the puzzle to, to improving health and losing weight does not happen in the gym. It happens in the other 23 or whatever hours of your day. It happens from, and I've talked about this before, your eating, your lifestyle, your sleep, your stress levels, and all of that. And I, as a fitness professional, cannot impact that. Most of my clients were not doing health or nutrition coaching with me. Um, they were, you know, coming to me to work out. And that's truly the approach I took because I feel like what fitness can do is it can make you perform better and it can make you stronger. And I've had an, I have an episode about this that I made before that fitness is not the solution. Fitness is not about weight loss. Can it impact your weight and your health? Absolutely. It can improve your cardiovascular health. It can improve balance. It can improve bone density. It can improve your strength. And that can definitely lead to fat loss for people that have been re really sedentary. People will be like, oh, this type of workout worked for me. Any type of workout will result in you losing fat initially if you have pre prior to that not been active. So let's just that's the reality. But I digress. So now moving back on to what I was saying is that I started to realize that people were making progress. They were getting stronger. They were making progress in ways I could truly help them in that 30 minutes to an hour. I could help them be stronger, move better, all of those things in a gym, you know, setting. But they would come to me and, you know, obviously voice frustrations about maybe not losing weight or things like that. And I started to realize that the true changes people need to make, especially those that needed to lose weight and improve their health, were nutritional changes and lifestyle changes. And it's very limiting what you can do as a coach to help somebody with that, especially if they're not doing individual coaching on habits and health. So, and then on top of all of that, I started to realize how much I was fighting mainstream fitness. That's telling people to work out more, to run, to track their steps, to eat less, to count calories and macros, to eat salad and lean meats and all of that. And they're getting this message from a multi-billion dollar industry telling them the opposite of what I'm telling them, which is I'm saying, you don't need to run. You need to strength train three times a week. You need to walk and be more active just in your daily life. You need to sleep eight hours and you need to stop eating low calorie, low sugar, low fat things. And you need to eat traditional foods, animal protein. You need to be eating lard. You need to stop eating vegetable oil, kind of more following this traditional eating model and the kind of Weston A. Price eating kind of, again, traditional eating model. 
And I'm, I'm fighting with an industry that's telling you to eat smoothies, protein powder, pre-workouts, lean meats, and vegetables. So I see people trying to follow this and they're frustrated, but at the same time, trying to, listening to me is terrifying when I'm telling you it's okay to eat bacon, a burger, and you don't have to eat whatever amount of vegetables at every meal. It's like, well, the you know food pyramid says otherwise. Everything else says otherwise. I need to count calories. So I started to feel like I was, um, you know, I, it was frustrating to know that my message was real. It was really hard to get through. My message was hard to sell. It wasn't sexy. It's not marketed as this like quick fix. It's this long-term journey that involves hard work and making changes to the fundamental way that you live your life. I am totally going on tangents, aren't I? So long story short, basically tie that all up is I started to realize truly what I could do as a fitness professional. My job was to make you strong and move better. And I could do that. And I think it was very, I was very successful at that. Regardless of any of my clients, um, body weight, shape, composition, any of that, they were stronger working with me and being in our community. They were um, more able and mobile and all of that. They were doing excellent. But the majority of my clients were not seeing substantial fat loss or getting their health improved to a point where they would like to see it. And I truly feel like that had nothing to do with their fitness and everything to do with lifestyle and nutrition. And also for them, even at their efforts for to change lifestyle and nutrition, it's very challenging. That's the hardest thing to change. And when you're following the message from mainstream fitness and the mainstream, again, like 60 plus billion dollar weight loss industry, you're going to end up frustrated. So it was really hard for me to make the impact in that area that I wanted to make. So all of that to say is I was burnt out. I was feeling frustrated by the impact that I could make. And I was realizing that I was tired of fighting mainstream fitness, you know, decade before when I started my gym, I was one of the only ones in the area that had this small kind of warehouse gym and I was thriving. You fast forward five, seven years from when I started and you have tons and tons of competitors. You have tons of boutique fitness, you have CrossFit, you have all of these things that now every trainer that from my generation that came up was opening their own gyms and we're all trying to vying for this attention of, I think it's 13% of the population has a gym membership. So the competition alone became very difficult. Um, and the lifestyle of a trainer is very difficult. You're working split shifts, you're always working weekends. And I think when I was single and I was younger and I was fired up by this, I was willing to sacrifice so much to make this dream a reality. But then as my life changed, I got older, you know, I met Matt, we got married, things started to change as everybody does as they grow and, you know, life change that me being married to my gym and married to this vision and purpose started to change. So you can kind of, again, see these multiple layers of things that impacted me moving away from the fitness industry. So in 2018, I made the decision, as you know, from previous episodes to close my gym and move on. So then how do I go from there to fitness, to farming? I mean, I felt incredibly lost 
for about a year or so after I closed the gym, like this has been my life. You know, it's kind of like a parent that has an empty nest syndrome. You spend your whole entire life invested in this thing. I mean, my gym was like my baby. And now I'm like, okay, it's gone. What the hell do I do now? And I didn't know. And I, again, I was doing some online coaching and I still do some online fitness and health coaching um, and life and goal. So I, I still do a little bit of that, which feels really good to be able to keep those, you know, coaching skills going, but I didn't know what to do. You know, I'm helping Matt with our print shop and that was our sole source of income. And I thought, well, I'm going to throw myself into that because I love running a business. And that felt okay, but it didn't still feel right. And all the while in the back of my head is this, this draw towards this homesteading, farming, um, you know, self-sufficiency thing that kept pulling at me and the curiosity to grow my own food and you know, do things from scratch, just kept pulling at me to get dirty. Um, as a little kid, I loved digging in the dirt and playing with worms. And I was always a kid that liked to be outside. And, you know, something about being outside and getting dirty. And again, all of that started, kept drawing at me. And I started following homesteaders and farmers online. And we started visiting farms and I started learning more and more. And I'm like, maybe this is what is missing. Maybe this is where we need to go. And that's kind of what got us here. You know, we, like I said in the last episode, started doing more things from scratch from what we could do at home. I started buying house plants, all of this stuff. And no, is farming going to be a job for us? At this point, I'm saying no. I don't foresee us having a profitable farm. It's not what I want. We want to do this for self-sufficiency reasons. Um, but it's not that far of a leap from fitness because I spent so much time invested in um, learning how to take care of my body. And now it's more about how, what's the next step from there? Okay. I'm strong. I know how to help people be strong, but the real missing piece is food and our horrible food system that is depleted of nutrients and processed and all of that. And I wanted to get closer to my food system. And I enjoy talking to people about that. Do I need to coach people on it at this point? No. If someone has a question about it or needs help, wants some habit coaching to get to the point where they are eating a more nutritious, nutrient-dense diet, sure, that would be great. Um, but I think for me, the big shift came from I spent so much time of my adult life in my career focused on other people that I was getting to the point where this I needed to shift my focus and focus on myself and my own sense of um, personal satisfaction in a different way before I got all of that from helping others. And now I needed to turn that inward and really find a sense of joy from helping myself and Matt and I and growing and cultivating something different. I love growing businesses, but now we can grow this farm and we can get outside. And I needed to kind of disconnect from a lot of noise. I needed to focus on my little family, me, Matt, Champ, and Nala, and now her chickens. And I needed to, you know, take some time away from being, you know, in that coaching giving role and kind of fill myself back up, find some joy in other things um, besides always, you know, giving, giving. I'm definitely, I'm a, like, that's where I like, I'm good. I like to give. I like to help. I like to serve. But now it's shifted inward and I need to spend more time um, taking care of me, reducing stress. Um, you know, not that stress is ever going to be gone. There's always stress, especially when you're self-employed and you're learning how to farm. I mean, there's unknowns every day, but 
I think that that's really what took me from fitness to farming. I think that journey of needing a break, of giving, uh, feeling burnt out, needing to focus on myself, needing to kind of find the move on to the next chapter. And it doesn't seem as far of a leap as it originally seemed. I think it's when I started to realize that missing piece in the health world was food. And I started to focus on the problems with our, our food system. And I wanted to get closer to my food and no farmers. I started to realize that that was the next step for me was to revolutionize for me our diet and to start being you know, again, like old fashioned and do as many things from scratch as we can. We're not like no electricity kind of stuff like that. We're not going that far, but trying to be self-sustaining and self, you know, sufficient and things like that and be, take the confidence I have, the strength I have that I feel with my body from a strength standpoint, I feel very capable and able and I, I feel strong and I'm very grateful that I have the strength I have from training consistently for since I was 18 years old, that I have these abilities and this physical strength that I can go out into our, you know, yard and our land and do these tasks. Um, and I feel very confident with my abilities there, but I want to feel confident with my abilities to provide for our family and make our own food and do all of that. So it's like a new, a new part of health. You know, it also provides me a sense of fun and recreation and joy that was really missing in my life. I get incredible amounts of joy and personal satisfaction from helping others, but I didn't really have any hobbies or interests. I kept turning hobbies and interests into jobs. So this farming thing, that's why I don't want it to be a job. I want it to be for Matt and I, I want it to be for something for us. And that's why we obviously aren't investing so much money into this farm thing that we are trying to get up and running to be a profitable thing. We're doing this for us and we still have our side jobs. I'm very grateful that I now have a remote um, work in addition to our print shop. Um, I work for a marketing company doing some admin and project management stuff. And I'm really realizing how much in that world I enjoy being part of a team and I have like coworkers and I can help in a way that's different than coaching. I can help the owner of this business use my skills to help in a way that's more business to business versus business to consumer. Okay. So that was a lot of information. I'm not sure really. I just think I needed to get all of that kind of out, like share this part of my story, why I left fitness a little bit and why we went to this farming thing and why I don't really feel drawn back to fitness. And every time I do feel drawn back to fitness, something just, when I get there, I'm like, this is not for me. This is not what I'm meant to do anymore. Um, I definitely think I have the skills to do it. If I had a desire to open a gym out here in our new place, I think I could and I could be successful. I do love helping people that are highly motivated and ready to make big changes. I do feel like that's still there. I just don't know if owning a gym, doing in-person coaching, all of that is really where my heart is at and what my purpose is at this point. Um, I do obviously have the Jess M. Lewis website that does offer um, my minimal strength at home program, which I think that is a valuable way for me to continue to share my knowledge is creating programs that people can do that are more hands-off. Um, I do offer in a very limited basis, some online coaching, whether it's goal coaching, life coaching, or fitness programming. I still feel like 
that part of the fitness industry I can dabble in because I can do it on a very limited basis. But to go big into the fitness industry and contend with that beast of mainstream fitness that I just cannot stand. I'm so um, just burnt out from it. And I just feel frustrated for those that feel frustrated themselves by where the fitness industry has brought them. So many people I see just spinning their wheels year after year, not getting anywhere, jumping on the next latest, you know, boutique franchise trends and um, counting calories and limiting portions and doing all this stuff to feel year after year they're in the same place and they're on this roller coaster of success and failure. Failure is a strong word, but ups and downs. And I just don't want to be part of that anymore. Um, I definitely think anybody's path is never a straight line. I know there's going to be ups and downs, but I just, the fitness industry is doing nobody, in my opinion, any benefit. Now, there is a portion of the fitness industry. I have colleagues that are fantastic. They think the same way I do. They support their clients in the same way. Very realistic, long game approaches to health and fitness, and they are doing good work. But mainstream fitness needs a lot of help. And I think for the most part, again, they do people a disservice. So I don't feel drawn to go back toward back to it other than in a very limited basis by individuals that reach out to me that are ready to embrace my message of, I can get you strong. I can help you with your habits, but I am not going to make you see certain results. All the BS empty promises. That's not my game. So now I'm in this world where I still get to make money, I still get to be creative, I still get to run businesses, I still get to help people, and I get to focus on myself and growing something new. I get to build up our land and watch what small little changes and learning and overcoming challenges and watching things literally grow. And that's very exciting because that's a, a very um, big part, I think, of me as a person is I like to plant a seed and see it grow. So now I literally get to do that in the garden. I get to see chickens grow and all of this stuff. You know, I didn't grow up on a farm. My parents didn't have chickens. My parents gardened a little bit, but this is all brand new to me. I was a suburban kid with suburban parents. So from fitness to farming, I now feel like the journey was brought by understanding that food and lifestyle are hugely important when it comes to improving your health. And I just wanted to live the longest, healthiest life I could. And it was time for me to focus more on me and take a break from something that served me for a very long portion of my life. I am forever grateful for the opportunity that I got to work with so many people, support so many people, coach them, create a community, um, create a space for people to grow and flourish and um, I think it was, I can't imagine my life without it. I learned so much. It was a great part of my life, but just like any book, there is always a new chapter. So this is my next chapter. Um, if you're an old client listening, thank you so much. I really appreciate you giving me the opportunity to coach you. And it was definitely a pleasure. All the ups and downs of owning a business and being a coach was worth it. Cause I have skills and memories that I will never forget. So now I'm on to the farming journey to see where that brings me. So far, I'm crazy happy where we're at, living out in the country and having neighbors and learning, being part of a community and having this land. I walk outside every day and I'm like, oh my God, that's like our land. <laughs> we own this. This is super weird. And just envisioning where it will be seven, 10 years from now. If I were to look at my gym on day one, compare it to where it was when I closed after seven years, it is amazing. It's amazing what you can do in not a very long amount of time. So 
this was just a just musings for the day. Don't know really the moral of this story other than to kind of follow your gut. And when it's time to take a break and it's time to bow out, there's no shame in it. Just move on. There's always next chapters in life and you grow and change and that's okay. So I hope you guys have a great week. I hope that gave you something valuable. If again, you know the usual places to find me, Jessica underscore M underscore Lewis on Instagram and JessMLewis.com on my website. And after this conversation, I'm realizing I need to kind of redesign my website because it looks very fitnessy. And at this point, we're not talking about fitness much at all. So there's that. All right, guys, have a good day. Thanks for listening. And I will talk to you next week.